0: Welcome to the Franchise U podcast, where key industry leaders provide education and inspiration. Here's your host, Dr. Kathy Gosser, the director of the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville.
1: So welcome back to Franchise U. And with me today, I have Joe Malmuth. And Joe has just been promoted into the role of chief franchising officer at Batteries Plus. And prior to that, Joe was the VP of franchise development and franchise relations for this great brand. And he actually started at Batteries Plus in 2020. So Joe, you have a lot of experience in franchising. You entered our world in 2014 and you've had a variety of positions with United Franchise Group, My iLab, Vision Precision, and now, of course, at Batteries Plus. So you've seen a lot of different models and seen a lot of things that franchisors can do. But through it all, you have one common theme, and that seems to be sales. But Joe, let's have you talk a little bit more about your career. So can you give us a few thoughts?
0: Absolutely. And and first of all, thank you so much for having me on the the podcast. And you know, myself as an individual, but also Batteries Plus, huge fans of of the work that you're doing uh, with Yum and at University of Louisville and the whole nine yards. And so proud to be a part of the discussion here today. And yeah, so the super quick highlight here is uh, I actually started in 2012. In franchising, uh, I can say that for most people that I know in the industry, nobody—nobody—at like eight years old tells their parents one day I want to grow up and be in franchising, right? Everybody okay. somehow sort of falls into this business, and when they do, they're like, "Oh man, I, I, this is awesome! I didn't know this was a thing, and I'm glad I found it, and I'm not going anywhere." And that is—that is exactly what happened to me. So I had always been in sales prior to that as a day job, uh, but but additionally, at for a period of time, had spent some time as a full-time musician. I'm also a firefighter EMT and was a volunteer firefighter EMT in North Carolina for a while. And uh, you know the franchising thing just grabbed me because this is the only industry that I'm aware of that is big business and small business at the same time, that is working directly with people in sort of that, sounds a little corny, but that dream-making capacity. And uh, at the same time, helping people build really cool futures and building relationships with folks, which you wrap all of that together in one word and it's franchising. And and, and it's an amazing thing. And it's also, uh, unless you're in franchising, can be difficult to explain to somebody on the outside when they ask, what is it that you do? But it's always a fun question to ask. So sales definitely is kind of the core of my wheelhouse, but I, I think more science versus art, if that makes sense. I think that a lot of people are great at sales, but it's another thing to be Data driven and looking at analytics and and understand all that and kind of be the architect behind the sales programming and down to the very single word that you use in each sentence to uh, in a proposal to, you know, tracking cost per lead and some of these other things. I definitely enjoy the science part of it uh, more than the art part of it, but certainly clearly can have conversations with people. So I'm in the right role.
1: You can definitely do that. And, you know, I love what you said about at eight years old, we never said, hey, we want to be in franchising, but here we are. And so I can definitely relate to that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 such a funny thing because I have uh, some folks that have worked with, with me for me for a number of years across a number of brands, and it's all the same story. Unless uh, my VP who works underneath me, Victor, he's been with me across 15 or so brands at this point. He's wow. one of those rare people who my dad owns a franchise company and I grew up in it type of thing. There are a number of folks out there like that, uh, but the vast majority of us just sort of slip into it.
1: You know, I always say we are the accidental franchise executives, yep. but we love it, and once it grabs you, you just can't seem to leave it because it's such an amazing model that does provide so many dreams for people. So I couldn't agree with you more on that. But what keeps you personally driving to take on so many new opportunities?
0: Well, the relationships, uh, for one, with the franchisees. You know, I, I've I've been fortunate enough to say I've had franchisees at my wedding. Uh, I have one franchisee in particular from a previous life that I'm still very close with. Who was there when my daughter was born, my first child? Uh, it's those relationships that keep you going. When when you put somebody into business, and a year later they're getting rookie of the year, mm. you know those moments. You know you were a part of that from the beginning, and and in good franchise systems, you know they don't stop there. They 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 want to support their owners from. You know, beginning to end, I hate to say cradle to grave. Because it's a bad example here. We're we're talking about business, but you get them into business, they get up, they they succeed, and at some point, uh, they're going to want to get out of that business. Whether that's passing it on to a, a relative or an employee, or selling the business and going on to whatever the next chapter is, and being involved in that entire arc mm-hmm. is such a rewarding thing. The other part of it is the the science experiment part of it for me. So, so to give you an example, you know my my first uh, director of franchise development role was with uh, a portfolio brand that had a number of franchisors in the portfolio. And I was sort of overseeing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me one day, here I have the same sales team across all these brands. I have the same Discovery Day experience. I have the same FDD format and function. I have the same generalized lead generation sources. You know, The difference is the industry and the branding mm-hmm. itself. Uh, but I had home-based and retail and service brands and and uh, uh, brands that were 30 years old in that portfolio, brands that were seeking their first franchisee, brands that were multinational 60 countries and brands that were in two states and all of this stuff in between. And I realized it dawned on me. I was like, hang on a second. This is a very much a controlled experiment here. Mm-hmm. So I can measure all of this different these different data points in this very controlled experiment. And then it got... That's you know my Bill Nye the Science Guy brain flicked on and all of a sudden I'm doing all these experiments and figuring out what works and tracking the data and the numbers and all these other things and that was fascinating to me because really at the end of the day what am I studying This is absolutely a human behavior experiment. That's right, and that has just captured my imagination from that moment and and I have been fascinated by it ever since.
1: Oh gosh, I love that. You know, I always tell my students franchising is really about relationships. And I think at first, they're not quite sure what I mean by that. But as we progress along with the learning and they hear from experts such as yourself, they start to see that's true. And and I agree with you on, um, I love that scientific mind of yours and how you look at this. That's such a good spin. Let's talk a little bit about Batteries Plus. So Batteries Plus began in 1988 in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is, as we also know, the Green Bay Packer place, where it's just, it's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible place if you've never been there to begin with. But the goal was to serve customers' needs with quality products and superior technical knowledge. I, I love that. But now Batteries Plus is the fastest growing battery franchise, and you have over 700 locations. And you actually started franchising in 1996. You have lots of hard to find products, millions of customers. And so tell us a little bit more about the journey of Batteries Plus.
0: It's been a journey, that's for sure. And, um, you know, w- when the company started talking to me about coming on board back in 2020, you know, at that point, lots of experience, lots of different industries, lots of different brands, as I've already sort of touched on. Mm -hmm. And what they were looking to do was, how do we take this brand 30-something years old and 700-some-odd locations, lots and lots of success, and how do we make sure this is well positioned for the next 30 years? So I got to sort of get an under-the-hood look at the company, and, and they answered a mountain of questions for me as I was exploring the brand. And what I found was, out of all of the brands that I've experienced directly and been involved with, I've never seen a brand that was as practical and proactive in spending their dollars in the right places that directly benefit the franchisees. Um, and not to, not to speak ill of any brand in particular, but there are some brands out there that have really, really nice home offices, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit anemic on the field support, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing, and so. Not to say that we don't have a nice home office; it's great, but there's certainly not marble floors and gold and gilded stuff all over the place. It's yeah. this is functional, and we're going to take every cent that we can and dump it back into the things that matter for a franchisee's bottom line. Um, and so that was an indicator to me that hey, the culture here is franchisee first. You know, when a franchisee succeeds, that's when we succeed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that aligned very much with with my own values and perspective and ethics on franchising in general. And so, you know, right as COVID is blowing up, the first time I look across the table at my wife, honey, I'm going to quit my job. She looked at me like I had three heads. And uh, long story short, it's been an amazing journey. And and what we've done in the first, you know, couple of years here with the brand is is we sort of now see it as the last thirty years was foundation building, and I know that's a weird thing to say. And the next thirty years is when we're really going to start spreading our wings and that's a, 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 an absolute testament to the franchisees that we have in the system now and what they've helped us build but you know the brand started out as a local battery store mm-hmm. and grew into something now that uh, you know services everything from your TV remote to Zambonis at the ice rink to the floor scrubbers at grocery stores at night to the fire department to hospitals and schools and you know you name it all the way down to a bass boat and everything in between so we we've got a really interesting unique niche that's carved out. And and where it's going in the future, which is even more exciting is, you know what are we at the end of the day? We're portable alternative energy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of interesting things happening in that world. And we are the biggest, most established footprint that's got a right to play in that space. And so there's really cool stuff coming down the line too.
1: You know, I realized that because as I was reading about your brand and I saw that you have between 800 and 1000 different batteries. First of all, that's astounding. Can you tell us a little bit more about the product line at Batteries Plus?
0: Yeah, so so i yeah, so already talked about it before. We sort of kind of divided up in a couple of different segments, right? You've got your typical alkaline batteries, which is right. TV remotes, and you know I've got a three year old and a four year old, so there's a million blinky, squeaky things <laughs> that happen in my house, right? Uh, to you know the auto, marine, golf cart world, you know those kind of recreational type of batteries, and then uh, you know the the specialty stuff batteries that go in the exit signs in in buildings or the emergency lighting systems in buildings. Batteries that go into fire suppression systems, batteries that go into hospital equipment, things along those lines. There's there's a lot of layers that you take st- take a step back for a second and go, yeah, I never thought about it. There's there's a battery in that thing, and 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 some of that is what led us into some of the other verticals that we're in with device repair and this kind of thing. Like everybody's yes. got one of these in their pocket. Every single one of those has a battery in it, so it's still part of our core, but but it helps us service the customers that we already have. In every way we can. And so, you know, the, the the interesting thing is with our stores, you know, you're talking 1,300 to 1,800 square feet in most cases. We don't have 40,000 SKUs in the store. Through our omni channel program that we have, we developed, you know, what we call the endless aisle. So we've got a 150 ish thousand square foot warehouse uh, right outside of where our headquarters office is. It's about a half an hour west of Milwaukee. And uh, there is a, a, an absolute mountain of product there. Mm-hmm. And uh, our franchisees can provide within usually 24 hours of a customer, whether it's a retail customer or a commercial customer. Hey, I need this one weird specific thing. Do you have that? I do. It can be here tomorrow. Uh, wow. And so we, we actually beat Amazon in the amount of time it takes from a customer to click like for, through our e-commerce platform, for example. Uh, getting the product in the customer's hands from the time they click submit on the shopping cart to the time that it's in their hands, we actually beat Amazon in the, in wow. how quickly we can do that. And it's because of our our footprint and the way we've got the product design. And it's very regional in nature when it comes to what's in each store. There's not going to be I'm in Florida. There's no snow blowers in our stores, True. but there's generators, right? And right now, with uh, you know the weather bearing down on me as I speak, generators is a good thing to have, right? You know, right? So so we're very intentional with that kind of stuff as well, and it, uh, it makes for a great experience for the end user.
1: And it also really helps support your franchisees because they know that they can get whatever battery their customer needs in 24 hours, so that's a real plus. So you also sell other things though besides batteries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we do a lot of different types of lighting, uh, a lot of different uh, battery accessories, uh, certain types of emergency equipment. You know, uh, I went into the Batteries Plus that's near my house just the other day to pick up some. Uh, uh weather band radio and some extra flashlights and stuff like that being the hurricane season and this kind of thing. So uh yes yeah, it's, it's it's not just batteries and we also do a lot of other services too. Like we talked about device repair already. Uh we replace the batteries in people's watches, uh those kinds of things. And so we're we're both for the, for the investor who doesn't want just straight retail. Uh, and doesn't want a home-based business. We're just as much a service brand as we are a, a retail sales brand too. So we cover a lot of different bases in terms of uh, what folks are looking for in business opportunities.
1: Well, you got a lot of bang for your buck in that square footage. That's pr- that's pretty incredible. So at the end of 2021, you reported that you had 702 locations, but 112 of them are company owned. So t- the typical trend these days seems to be more franchisees and less company owned. But you have quite a few company owned. Why is that?
0: So as far as our growth strategy goes, we are 100% franchise driven. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we started realizing the benefit of, of decentralizing uh, training, decentralizing some of the warehousing that we can do, uh, decentralizing product support, some of these other things. And at the same time, uh, you know, Batteries Plus sort of has this unique challenge. And that challenge is our franchisees don't leave. So we still have our first franchisee. He's still in the system, still operates multiple stores. And so what winds up happening over time is you wind up having, compared to a lot of other brands out there, an age demographic that skews higher. Mm -hmm. And so what we wound up with is a lot of these great tenured owners that have built a wonderful business that have a, a lot of infrastructure and so forth that uh, maybe didn't necessarily have an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. So for us to come in and acquire those stores uh, and turn them into corporate stores allows us to, to execute all the decentralization ideas that we've had. And it's worked wonderfully, which helps drive down that product in hand time that we've talked about and some of these other things. And at the same time, keeps us very, very close to the experience of the, of the everyday franchisee. Uh, gives us an opportunity to R&D uh, different strategies, or marketing, or product lines, or service offerings, whatever it is, without spending franchisee dollars to do it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. everybody likes the way that sounds. Yeah. Um, and what we found is clustering that around the country at times, and 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 being able to host regional workshops and in-store training and some of these other things has been a real benefit to our system. So, uh, you know, we're never going to be majority corporate. We're always going to be a franchise company first.
1: Yeah, it provides you with quite a sandbox to test exactly. and to see what works, what doesn't, and also to prove the effectiveness of your model. That's for help. sure. No, it
0: doesn't hurt, I should say, to, to be able to say it works in these stores.
1: Exactly. You can roll this
0: out and, and it'll work for everybody.
1: Well, it gives a lot of confidence as well. So yeah. I, I totally understand that. One of the things I noticed, one more thing about Batteries Plus, then we'll start talking about the franchise component, but I noticed that you're labeled as a waste generator within your FDD. Would you talk a little bit about that? And with everyone's concern today about the environment, Talk about the great things Batteries Plus is doing to help that.
0: Sure. So so there are certain things that we do and, 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 and products that we carry that have uh, EPA rules around them, mm-hmm. uh, flooded da- flooded batteries, uh, lithium batteries, these kinds of things. And so there are certain rules that we have to follow in terms of how they're disposed of and these kinds of things. So that's why we're labeled that way. And it's just a matter of, hey, there's a couple of things that you have to make sure you do the right way to take care of, of those rules. The advantage that we have there is about forty percent of the batteries we sell we directly recycle. Uh, if, if I remember correctly, year to date, we're something over forty million dollars worth of batteries recycled this year. Wow. alone. and uh, there are some products out there like lithium that you know nobody's figured out how to recycle that yet. But uh, you know we're already in a position where when that technology becomes available we're going to be on top of it immediately. And it's a big part of our initiative mm-hmm. uh, and our values as a brand is to make sure that you know what we do leaves a positive impact on the environment versus a negative impact on the mm-hmm. environment. So we're, we're very clear in, in, in those rules and do a lot of training and support of our owners that way. And uh, look, it's it's when those owners want extra attention in their market and they're running campaigns about how much uh, recycling they're doing and these kinds of things, the community gets behind them and supports their business.
1: Well, that's good to hear. Very good to hear. Thank you. You talked a little bit about a little bit about your expansion plan is franchise focused. So how do you select your franchisees? For example, what qualities are important to you
0: all? Uh that's an excellent question. And and then and in my experience, no two brands are alike in that sense, but there are some certain common things that I think every brand looks for. And you know, we don't see that any differently. We're looking for people of upstanding character and we're looking for people that want to support their community and, and grow a team and, and uh, uh, reach a different level of success in their own lives based on their own goals. Uh, but we have four or five different you know types of folks that we look for depending on what they're looking to do. So the, you know you have the, the multi-unit, multi-branded type of folks that mm-hmm. maybe want to come in and consolidate a market and expand a footprint. Uh, we work with folks that are the single unit owner-operator, first-time business owner as well. Uh, and at the core of what we're looking for is we're looking for someone who is dedicated to their own success. Mm. And, and we recognize uniquely, I think, that everybody's definition of success is different. Right. Uh, uh, some folks is just, I want to work for me. Other folks, it's, I've got a, you know, a, a, you know, a four-year-old daughter and I'm going to have to pay for a wedding someday, uh, you know, these kinds of things. But at the core of it is, is someone who's passionate about serving the customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who's dedicated to their own success and that understands the future of where this brand is going and is excited by that. And, and again, that's that alternative energy, portable power stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you put those those couple two or three things together, we can train and teach and support the rest.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would. Can't agree more with that. And also we always talk about passion and you have to have passion for the industry and for your business in order to be successful. And that's a hard thing to train. Folks tend to have to have that. You can't really train that into someone.
0: 100% agree with that.
1: So excellent. Thank you. Well, you know, I noticed something really interesting in your FDD and I was very impressed by it. So I thought I'd give you a chance to talk about it, but you offer a $10,000 discount off of the franchise fee For the first store to firefighters, police officers, EMT, paramedics, veterans, and nurses. And I'm delighted to hear that you are a volunteer fireman as well. But can you talk about the rationale behind that?
0: Yeah. Let me first start by saying uh, in next year's FDD, we renew our FDD twice a year. Okay. Uh, We do uh, the annual one, and then we do a mid-year update. Um, So we just did another one in August. We're going to do the annual one at the end of March, and we're going to be adding teachers and a couple other categories to that mix. So Kathleen, if you want- you
1: That's know, awesome. <laughs> out,
0: um, the idea is, and, and speaking from personal experience here, uh, those are the folks that took care of all of us for the right. last two years, right? All of us. right? Not just the retired veterans and these types of things, which absolutely, it's been vet friends, been a part of franchising for a long time, But but active firefighters, active police officers, retired firefighters, police officers, mm-hmm. nurses, teachers, so on and so forth that's all part of our mission in the first place is to support our community, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and if a and, and way to give back to that community is, hey, you know what? Uh, if you want to get into business and you want to have that second career starting to develop while you're wrapping up your first career, what have it be, um, we're happy to support you that way. Some of our best franchisees, I can tell you without letting the cat out of the bag, I already know who our rookie of the year is going to be for next year's sales achievement. And he fits one of those categories. Oh, I mean, that's wonderful. Fantastic. And, you know, you take it a step further and, and there's other reasons why that are more practical that targeting those folks in that way uh, uh, with these types of opportunities makes a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, for example, most firefighters happen to also be veterans. Mm-hmm. Same thing with police officers. It's a natural, they're in four years and they go into one of those careers, right? Mm-hmm. We all know the characteristics They Follow a system, you know, those kinds of hardworking, right. you know, give them a list of stuff to do and then knock it out, right? Mm-hmm. Great franchise candidates. But you take that a step further, for example, and at least in states like Florida, for example, where you've got uh, uh, paid firefighters, not necessarily volunteer firefighters, or police officers, what have you, teachers and stuff. These are folks that towards the end of their career, they're going to wind up in a position where they've got a pension of some kind. Mm -hmm. And what that means as a franchisee is, I don't need my business to be profitable in the first 30 days. I can still pay my mortgage and buy groceries and take care of things because I have this pension coming in and I can allow the business to grow appropriately and organically and not force decisions that maybe those decisions are made under short-term pressure that long-term are bad for the business. It eliminates that pressure for those folks. Mm -hmm. And so that makes for a franchisee who can get out there stress-free, build the business the right way. Mm -hmm. And then what do you have two years, three years, four years down the line? You got one of your top dogs. Right, and, and in our case, and just in the last year, we got one of our first year top dogs that that then meets that uh, th- those those standards and and has that ability to go no 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 we're going to be all right. The business can grow the way it needs to grow, and each business has a unique timeline for that. You know, some some brands out there, especially ones that are you know significantly higher investment ranges, they take a little bit longer to mm-hmm. hit that ROI. Uh, uh, Home based brands and less expensive brands, you can hit them quicker. But the idea is they don't have a day job so they can focus 100% on your franchise system and growing them their own business but they don't have that pressure of where's the car payment going to come from this month right. type of thing i mean that proverbially but but it makes for a really great place uh for those folks and usually you know most of the time you know typical franchise buyers at 45 to 55 year range that's when most of those folks are hitting their 20 year retirement mark anyway It's right, right in the dead center of that that age range and it just lines up beautifully
1: well, wow, I was pretty impressed with that because I've read a lot of FTDs and I have yet to see that. And you also, though, take care of your current franchisees because those that you deem in good standing, you provide them a discount as well on the franchise fee for a new store.
0: We do. We do. Uh, a pretty significant discount at that. You know, it's always our preference to have proven operators be the driving mm-hmm. force behind our growth. And, and, uh, we continue to see that year over year with with those existing owners coming in, and, and we bend over backwards for those guys because they've been our partners for for some period of time and are succeeding in that business. That's a safe bet for us. It's a safe bet for them, and it's a safe bet for the protection of the brand to the benefit of the other franchise partners that we have. So, uh, yeah, that makes all the sense in the world, and we continue to try to find ways to to uh, make that easier of a de- make that an easier decision uh, for those franchisees.
1: Uh, that, that makes so much sense. One of the other components I noticed is that you have an inventory assistance program that assists with inventory management. Can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah. So, you know, there's a very much a regional component to this business. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, you're not going to see batteries for snowblowers in Florida, but you're you're not going to see jet ski batteries in the wintertime on the shelf in Wisconsin, where we're headquartered type of thing. Yes. So so there's a there's a regional component to this. Mm -hmm. There is a there's also a seasonality component to this as well. Like, like for example, right now, hurricane season in Florida, those stores are stacked a little bit heavier with alkaline batteries and flashlights, right? Obvious, that makes total sense. When it's it's winter snowstorm time, those stores that could be impacted by that type of weather carry a little bit of a heavier inventory. And what we found was those newer franchisees in the system don't necessarily come in with the experience to be able to order appropriately ahead of the sale. Yes. Uh, you know, we know that, for example, coming out of cold weather, uh, that f- for those states that experience significantly cold weather, like below 60 degrees for a period of time, well, one of the top things that we sell at that point is a lot of motorcycle batteries because mm-hmm. people can't wait to get on that first 60 degree Saturday ride. Yep. And if you don't know that and you don't have that experience, uh, it can be difficult for you to make sure you're inventoried appropriately ahead of those windows of time. And if that motorcycle rider enthusiast comes in and you don't have that battery, they're not coming back next week. They're going to go down the street somewhere else uh, and find the solution because they want that first Saturday ride. So we took the the aggregation of all of that inventory data that we have and the seasonality and the regionality of the business and developed it into an inventory planning as a service program. So so basically, a $100 a month, and it w- we'll make sure that you're inventory appropriately. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a blank check. Uh, but it's it's here's here's your inventory. Here's what's coming up. Here's the seasonality of this. Here's the inventory reports, and this is what we're going to send into the store. You can make edits to it, but we want, especially for new franchisees or franchisees that have multiple locations, that spend a ton of time trying to make sure that their inventory would appropriately across all their stores. Take all the guesswork out of them and just do it for them. And it's uh-huh. been a tremendous, uh, tremendously well received service.
1: Oh, what a great service. Because you think about some of those franchisees have been around for a long time. Of course, they know that, but brand new franchisees would have no idea. So that is a wonderful service. And I have so many things I could ask you about, but I'm looking at our time is is coming to an end. I want to ask three more quick questions. First of all, how do you ensure consistency of your brand execution? Well,
0: lots and lots and lots of communication. Uh, through multiple channels. At that, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough where we've got a pretty robust uh, regional field team. So, so in store operations and retail sales and that type of stuff, you know, they're in those locations all the time. Awesome. Uh, we've got also a, a commercial sales support team and, and co- uh, commercial sales coaches as well that have their own separate cadence of meetings and stuff with with franchisees, both in-person and and virtually remote. Uh, We have a team of store success consultants that hyper-focus on first and second year franchisees above and beyond those two teams I've already mentioned. Uh, And on top of that, there are category managers and media planners and buyers and and division-specific folks that are constantly reaching out uh, not to mention the, you know, the regular newsletters. We, we just did a town hall meeting for our franchise system where the leadership team you know, got up on a, on a panel on a camera and answered a bunch of questions and addressed a bunch of stuff, uh, plus our events that we do throughout the year every year. So, so there, is, there is a constant degree of direct communication with our owners uh, through all these different channels, and it makes it pretty easy to, to stay on top of stuff. And, you know, there's really not a whole lot of uh, course correction that has to be done. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty simple thing. And, you know, when when, and if we were to ever have something that was somebody selling, you know, bootleg liquor out of the back of the store, some goofy (laughs) thing that's never happened, you know, we would address that pretty quickly and get it corrected. But when you stay on top of that stuff. You tend not to ever get that far down the line, and I so we're, we're we're really blessed with a, a great family of franchisees. We don't really worry about this too much.
1: Ah, oh, that's wonderful. So let's let's conclude with two questions for you personally. So you've had a wonderful career, and you have so much growth ahead of you. But what is one thing that you're most proud of in your career?
0: First of all, the the relationships that I have with my franchisees across Batteries Plus is my twenty sixth brand that I've been involved with in this. Concept. Oh my gosh! And that's not. Jumping brands every six months—that's having a bunch of brands all at once—and and and, right. and some of them maneuver in and out. Uh, but the relationships with those folks is tremendous, and I still have those relationships no matter where I am in life. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, uh, number two uh, uh, is my CFE. I, I'm super proud of my my wow. CFE designation and uh, the work that it takes to put into that, and the club that that makes you a part of, and and uh, it's kind of planting a flag and saying this is my career. This is what I'm going to do with my life. And so I'm very, very proud of that as well.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you. And,
0: and additionally, proud of my team because they've all just this year completed their CFEs. And um, Victor Daher, who's my, my VP of development, has been with me with 15 brands. And Brandon Mangual, who's my managing director of franchise development, has been with me for 10 brands. So, So I'm proud of those guys too.
1: Ah, you should be. That's great. And the last question, is there anything you wish you had known when you entered this world of franchising?
0: That is a loaded question.
1: It sure is.
0: It's a loaded question, and um, you know, I, I would say that you know, early on in anybody's career, having the confidence to to make your voice heard, mm-hmm. uh, if you've got an idea or an opinion or an experience in something, can be tough. When you're in a room full of people that are senior to you in a number of ways, whether that's age or experience or what have you, it doesn't mean that your perspective is any less valuable. And I had I had I learned this at a younger age that adding your opinion or your perspective doesn't dilute the conversation, it improves the conversation. Is something I wish I had learned earlier on.
1: Ah, oh, that's a good one. Well, Joe, I can't thank you enough. And I also want to welcome you to the board of the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence. We're so happy to have Batteries Plus and you particularly joining. So, thank you. Thank you for this podcast, and um, Batteries Plus is just a fantastic brand. I appreciate your sharing more about it.
0: Thanks so much, and we're excited to be a part of the program, too. You. Franchise U is brought to you by the Yum! Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. For more information on the center, visit business.louisville.edu slash yum cgfe. Thank you for listening to Franchise U.